Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Today, we're so blessed that you're joining us. If you're starting your own business or you're an entrepreneur and, and you're looking for a tremendous jump in success, our next guest is the person you need to talk to. Praise God. With over 28 years of experience helping people and organizations make complex projects successful, Tom Chapel helps you become innovative in solving problems. With a human-centered design process, Thomas helps you understand the situation, looking at it from your customers' needs and services instead of your own. You'll recognize the challenges that are impacting your operations, learn new strategies, be able to design solutions that people want, and you'll have higher engagement from employees to partners and how a significant ROI on your projects can happen at the same time. From the Breakthrough Strategies Group in Stafford, Virginia, with a faith-based approach to business success, help me welcome to the program my good friend and Army veteran, Thomas Chapel. Thomas, finally, great to have you on the program, brother. Hey, Bob. Thank you for having me. And, uh, and wow, what an introduction. I, w- I wonder who that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Thomas Chapel? Thomas Chapel is a servant, and I'm a servant of God, and uh, God has allowed me to to know my purpose in life since I was 15 years old, Amen. and he's been preparing me all along the way, giving me all the uh, all of this this huge journey to follow to where. Today, I now sit in front of executives, uh, probably people whose shoes I probably could never wear uh, with the level of responsibilities, but sit there and pray with them. And, uh, you know, not just in a coaching manner, not just in an advisory manner, but uh, uh, I guess, uh, I guess. One of the executives, they call me their Jesuit. Uh, and I asked them what that meant. And they said, well, they said in the days of Kings, uh, they had Jesuits that would come and act as their advisors. And they said, that's what you're kind of recognized in the community, Man. which is yeah. a very good thing to, to you know. Uh, and I was definitely humbled by uh, knowing that. But I've often been asked to them, you know, what is my process? How do you get to into this mode? And I said, well, I said, it starts with prayer. I said, uh, I said, I never know your answers. Whenever you, whenever you first come to me, I said, uh, I said, but I've remained in tune with, with God in this. And the whole time that they're discussing with me on things, I'm active listening, but I'm also praying inside 
that God gives me the words and God gives me the ability to, to do, to do these tasks. And you know what? God has never once, not even one time ever left me hanging. Amen. 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 So, so when people ask who, who I am, I'm that, I'm that caulking in the windowsill. I'm not the person to look at, you know, uh, Jesus is the person to look at, but I've kind of become a voice. He uses my voice to get his message out. And it's, and it's not just about, you know, uh, it's not just always for leaders. Sometimes it's managers. Sometimes it's project managers. Sometimes it's people in the front lines, you know, uh, and I think where, where this all kind of got started was really from the time that I was 12 years old, I spent time just reading the Bible and, you know, there wasn't a lot of choices whenever I was growing up. Everybody read the King James version of the Amen. Bible. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> so, Amen. so I, I learned to speak King James, <laughs> uh, uh, but Elizabethan uh, English. <laughs> but but I will I will tell you that um, I had the uh, the minister because we were a Mennonite family, so you know we had our our minister there tell me he's like spend your time reading Psalms and Proverbs, and I did that all the way up until I went into the military, and then I did it double more because I was it was my first time in the world. You know, as Mennonites, you're kind of isolated more. So getting into the world was, you know, going into the military was was forbidden in, in the Mennonite culture unless you were getting into medical. But here I was going into the military to do whatever. I didn't care. I just wanted an adventure. And oh boy, it was my first experience at the world. Uh, but the funny part was at 15, God told me, you're going to go to war, but don't worry. I'm going to take you through it. He didn't say he's going to keep me out of it. Is He said he was going to walk me through it. That's what Psalms 23 says. And, yeah. and I did. I did. I went through Desert Storm. I got hurt. I got sent back to the States. And then on the on the way back to the uh, flying back, because I got fixed, I got my surgery, got done, healed up, started flying back. And what was so funny was uh, in the military, my unit was said that, oh, well, he died. Hmm. He died on the way back. And, you know, so my stuff got dispersed amongst the, wow. the unit and I didn't have anything. Well, let me tell you how good god is before i was had left and all we were working on feeding a lot of the a, a lot of the uh folks that were there because there was a lot of people really hungry and so and i was helping uh helping uh some of the ministers set up the tents and get all of that stuff done just just volunteering my time and there would be all kinds of preaching going on. Even whenever the even whenever the ministers weren't there, there were people that were fellow enlisted people that were ordained ministers, and they would preach there. So I love that, and I love that part of that life. 
Well, on my way back into there, I, you know, I was like, Lord, I, I'd love to get back into that. That that was great. And I didn't know what I was getting into. I'm going to tell you something. The plane I was in, they said that they had not experienced this before, but they had a headwind so strong that it literally made them 45 minutes late. Hmm. And the, you know, those big C5 galaxy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. class. Well, when we finally landed, we landed uh, 45 minutes late on the tarmac, and I saw smoke in the distance. Had we been on time, the building that that Scud missile fell into, which was Marine Barracks, I was supposed to spend the night there. And instead, God saw that my journey was three days drive in the back of a truck, sleeping in, in trucks and, and getting lost and getting found and, you know, having some of the nomad folks help me uh, get all the way back to my unit, which was the third armor cab. And I tripped across a, uh, one of the tie, tie down ropes for a tent because I couldn't see it in the dark. Yeah. Uh, and I, whenever I fell into it, I fell into uh, one of my old lieutenants that I served with. <laughs> so once he got over the shock that I was actually alive, uh, he asked me how I got here and I told him, and, and here's the funny thing. Those, those, those nomads were nowhere to be found. Mm. Amen. But I got delivered safely. Yeah. yeah and, that's right. you know, uh, everybody talks to me. They said, well, you spent three days out there. How did you do it? And I was like, well, I said, I had this carton of cigarettes. And I said, this is what I bartered with the beginning. And I said, then I just started praying my way. And I said, God, I'm hungry. And then a few miles later, there would be an MRE that was dropped that had some food. God, I'm, I'm thirsty. Mm -hmm. I would find a five-gallon water jug that fell off the back of something. You know, God supplied. Amen. Amen. So, and that's really, you know, what kind of leads me to, to help leadership today is that leaders spend so much time in the area of trying to use data to solve problems, instincts to solve problems, past experiences to solve problems. But there's, we often miss the most basic premise, the foundational premise of any kind of decision-making. What does God have to say about it? Prayer. Yep. Amen. And Amen. I'm amazed at the number of leaders that say, oh, I never thought about that. You know, being a cab guy, we are one of the sayings I used to use all the time is we are never lost. We are just checking out all the axial and lateral routes <laughs> <So> <laughs> to the objective. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Will, oh, we go somewhere. And she's like, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to turn back there. She goes, you lost? She goes, no, we're not lost. We're just checking out all the different routes to the objective. You know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> never That's lost. Right. Maybe bewildered a few times, but never lost. That's right. Amen. And, and, and you know, I guess you could say that about uh, about some of the some of the biblical characters there. That's right. Who we John Amen. turned into forty years. That's right. That's right. He was just checking out all the different routes to the promised land. You know? <laughs> first uh, calf trooper Moses. <laughs> that's right. He was the first. 
Amen. Amen. You know, you work in the area of helping leaders, helping them lead, leaders lead, you know, and making better decisions. And, you know, when I was in the army, we learned the decision-making process. And there's, and you mentioned this because there's nothing wrong with gathering information before mm-hmm. making a decision. But what I see today is basically decision-making paralysis. There's just mm-hmm. too much information, you know, and, and is that what you mean? Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that is part of the, uh, part of the sin of knowledge mm-hmm. is that we get, we have too much information in this world and not enough wisdom. Uh, and what do I mean by that? We essentially have so much data, right? And, and all information is built up from a data standpoint. Then you have information, right? And from information, we're supposed to gather knowledge, and then from knowledge, we apply ourselves, you know, our own experiences and beliefs, cultural uh, fits and, and things of that nature into it. And that becomes our wisdom. Now, the problem with this is, is that when you leave out the God factor, you know, out of this is that you end up trying to drink the ocean. Mm-hmm. And instead of, you know, you think it was that hard for God to part the Red Sea? <laughs> you know, instead we try to drink it, the Red Sea. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's too much for us to intake. And that's, so that's so the difference, com- though, between knowledge and wisdom. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I learned best the old-fashioned way you know, by making mistakes mm-hmm. and telling myself I ain't doing that no more. You know, and that develops wisdom real fast, right? But, right. You know, but when you combine knowledge, which is what you're talking about, you know, what you learned and, and, you know, when this happens, this is the appropriate response and things like that. Gathering the facts and then using that knowledge combined with wisdom is what you're talking about, right? Yes. um, Yes. But, but there is a factor to this. The challenge with this is Bob, you can share with me your wisdom. Mm -hmm. The challenge is that it's not my wisdom. Mm -hmm. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is your wisdom came through everything that you gained, your experiences, all the learnings that you did to get that knowledge, right? Unfortunately, human beings tend to short circuit that wisdom into just knowledge. And knowledge is actionable at the fundamental level, but I have to like grind on it, your wisdom that becomes my knowledge to make it mine. So it's the adaptive process. And I think where where the God factor comes into play is it he's able to take that and show us, here's what's important in this. And, and, you know, uh, that comes down to, to two things. What, what is the fundamental things that there's, there's really two fundamental things that Christians have to do. That's kind of a mandate, right? And that first one is, uh, as a Christian, who do we surrender to? Right. All right. So we have a responsibility to surrender to God. And that means 
out of that surrender, God gives us our purpose, right? If we don't surrender, we will never know what God's purpose was for That's us. Right. That's right. right. And then people ask me, well, Tom, how do I know what the purpose is? And I said, well, the basis of it is, is prayer to gain understanding. And then I said, second layer, look at the skills. Look at the things that God has asked you. I was always curious as to how people made this, made decisions. I was given a stepdad that he mandated us to play for two hours every day chess, period, in the statement, you know, you had to learn to play chess. So you learned about strategy. You learned about this. You learned about broader things, thinking several moves ahead, all of this stuff, right? Amen. Yep. Amen. Um, and what I realized was we're just doing a smaller version of what God already knows and sees. Yeah. You know, Amen. There's yeah. millions of moves that gods are making. Yeah. And we barely, we struggle with two or three. <laughs> exactly. Some of the better of us can get five. Right. Yeah. You know, that's why I've used that analogy before. You know, someone asked me, like, is, is this the end times? Is this Jesus about to return? And all that. I said, look, man wants to play checkers, you know, like boom, boom, boom. There. God is playing chess while we're playing checkers. Yeah. He's already way ahead on, okay, we need to move this way and this way. And then you can do your little checker game while I maneuver the pawns around on the other side. You know? mm -hmm. God is playing a master chess game right now, getting right. everything in position for the second coming, but we're not there yet. But, right. And, and how do you know when the chess game is going to be about done? Because suddenly everything starts disappearing from, you know, if, if you're playing a master opponent, you might think, okay, I got him, I got him. And then all of a sudden, your pawns and your knights, and your, they're one by one, they're falling until his whole board's there and you're left with your king and maybe a pawn protecting it. <laughs> and that's what God's so doing true. now. He's, he's maneuvering everything in position for this big takedown. And, so uh, true, so true. And, you know, I... I uh, now that I'm older, I, I'm able to kind of look back and I was like, God, why did, why was this, you know, why was playing music so important and, and early in my life? Why was playing chess? Why did they, you know, have us play uh, even card games? We played card games to like learn how to, how to keep a mass of numbers in, in, in our mind and all. And, and then I said, and Lord, why was, why was picking okra? So, you know, and it all kind of came down to me. I can look back at it now and it's like, hey, look, I needed to learn how to be disciplined. Stick to a task. I don't know if you've picked a lot of okra in your life, but if you no. get into a large batch of okra, those leaves are rough. It's about like picking corn, death by a thousand cuts, you know, uh, kind of situation. <laughs> and, it, and it makes you itchy in the process, yep. right? And, and all, but the sun would be beaten down, everything like that. And I was like, I was like, Lord, why am I going through this? And I was, and and all and I was like, you know what? Now I can look back and say, oh, that's because today's times the pressure is different. The pressure is different for leaders too, and many leaders need that experience that I gained from running a farm and a ranch, running a construction firm. What it was like to be put under pressure, under the microscope, under deadlines that were very severe. There was huge penalties if you didn't make it. 
And oh, by the way, learning about strategy from playing chess and playing other games that were strategy built games. Uh, all of those things came down the line to kind of like now build this up. They kind of put me in position today. And I will tell you, I don't think if I'd have been through that, I don't think I could be doing what I do today. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this great interview with Tom Chappell. I've known Tom for several years now, and, and the information he's sharing today can be applied to just about any aspect of our life, let alone just business. Don't just let it focus on that. But godly wisdom in everything that we do, but especially in business, praise God, this information is vital to our success. Just knowing that you're operating in godly wisdom will allow the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and direct you in your personal life and in your business. Praise God. And the good news is, we're only halfway through the interview. Oh, man. You can tell I'm excited because I know what we're going to be talking about as we go into part two. So you do not want to miss the very next episode. Amen. Till then, this Pastor Bob reminds you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.